Welcome to our podcast, <laughs> The Dipshit Files, episode 50. I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And here we are again, my lovely wife. Yes. And you have got our, you've got a story for us. I do. I have several stories today. And this file is coming from our UFO files, isn't it? It, it is. So we're is. likely the dipshits once again. Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to open this file up and put it all over the desk. And okay. Make a fucking it. mess. Let's make some noise first. Bringing his patrol car to an abrupt stop, Gabriel Valdez stared through the driver's side window at the dark mass lying not far from the side of the road, and then cursed under his breath. Crocky fucking cunt fucker. For a brief moment, he tried to convince himself that the most sensible course of action would be to simply drive on away from this location and to ignore what he had just seen. I feel that. And yet, his curiosity urged him to get out of the car to get a closer look Ew. and confirm what his instincts and fears were telling him. Mr. Fuggles. With a heavy sigh and a bit of trepidation, the patrolman radioed in to inform the dispatcher of his location before opening the driver's side door and making his way across the tall grass and brush. And there's fucking ticks and crickets in that shit. Deep down, he had known what he would find even before he reached the carcass. Mr. Fuggles. An initial inspection confirmed that this body had been left just like the others he had stumbled across. Like they had been highly fuggled. A series of diamond-shaped marks had been carved into random areas of the hide with several layers of skin having apparently been removed with great precision. The creature's eyes, nose, and tongue had been cleanly removed, despite the lack of evidence that this animal had been prey to a predator. It's either aliens or Satan, then. It was almost certain that the reproductive organs would be absent as well as a number of other key internal organs. The tasty bits. All removed in what looked to be a clean and sterile manner. No blood, no further damage to the carcass. Mysterious. As he stood next to the animal and surveyed the area, he noticed the obvious lack of tracks or disturbed foliage on the ground surrounding the animal's body. Valdez's attention was pulled away from the details of the scene as he became aware of the low rumble of an approaching vehicle. Looking up from the gruesome scene, he caught the sight of a huge truck painted in army camouflage moving along the highway towards him. So he couldn't really see it. The vehicle began to slow down as it approached the area where he'd left his patrol car. Mm -hmm. The occupants in the vehicle taking in the scene, a patrolman standing in the scrub-covered area staring at a mutilated animal before it pulled away at a greater speed. You're like, that's weird. You don't see that every day. That's strange. Was that Ranger Jim or was that an (laughs) officer? As he watched the dust cloud created by its passing dissipate, Valdez began feeling a whole jumble of emotions. Melancholy. Confusion. Constipated. A bit of fear. But most of all, he felt anger. And kind of hungry. Directed towards those he blamed for the death of this creature. Bigfoot. For the deaths of all the brutalized animals he'd found in the recent months. Right. He was also angry at the larger narrative okay. that their slaughter had been used to spread a lie, fabricated for one purpose and one purpose only. To sell kids Happy Meals. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. To keep local residents away from the neighboring Mesa. Oh, that makes more sense. Out of fear that something lived there, which neither he nor any other power could protect them from. 
The town of Dulce, New Mexico, was born at the end of the 19th century when U.S. authorities ordered the local Apache tribe to settle itself permanently in one place. The local Native American population complied with this order, forming the Hickoria Apache Reservation. It was around this area that the town would eventually be established. Over the next 150 years, the residents of this small rural community would live in relative peace, a short distance from the slopes of the adjoining Archuleta Mesa. There had always been stories of weird happenings associated with this region, from weird light anomalies seen in the sky at night to Bigfoot-like creatures seen wandering the desert. But by the late 1970s, the mountain peak in the surrounding area would begin to take on a darker reputation with the discovery of a series of weird cattle mutilations. Following up on several complaints from ranchers and farmers to the local police department, insisting that someone or something was slaughtering their livestock, a police officer by the name of Gabriel Valdez was ordered to investigate the matter. Valdez, come here. Yeah. I'm going to put you on this cattle mutilation case. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Well, are there any leads? Oh, so many leads. I've got four guys that say it's aliens. What? Oh, it gets worse. I have six people that swear it was a Sasquatch. Oh, come on, chief. I've got 19 people say that it was Satanists doing satanic shit. The cows? I, I didn't fucking ask them to make a report. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not done. Six people think it's a government psyop. Not a government archons. Right, well, I've got one guy that swears it was Mothman. Well, what do you think's going on, Chief? Well, I'm 99% certain it's a Mr. Fuggles. But after visiting the properties involved with this strangeness, Gabriel often returned to his superiors with way more questions than answers. Whoa. Typically, only one animal within the herd that was targeted had been affected, okay. and it had been killed in a manner that seemed to all but rule out the involvement of any natural predator. Although key sensory and internal organs had been removed from the bodies, there were never any indications that the flesh had been consumed by a predator. Plus, when they saw the pentagrams carved into the body, they're like, you know, I don't know. Probably not a wolf. In fact, these bodies would remain untouched by scavengers for weeks after the event. Oh. Now, this is not normal for this harsh and unrelenting environment. The report submitted by Officer Valdez also highlighted the lack of disturbance in the soft dirt surrounding the remains, providing no hint as to who or what was responsible. Due to the discovery of shattered bones in some cases, he suggested that the bodies had been dropped from a substantial height and would end up being questioned at length over this idea. Like a really tall creature with eight titties. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Soon, however, it became evident to his superiors that Officer Valdez had no agenda, nor was he promoting any theory in particular regarding the death of these animals. Instead, his report simply documented everything he had countered during his investigation and demonstrated that he had ruled out all of the most obvious explanations for the deaths. Valdez. Yeah, Chief. How's that cattle mutilation case going? Fuck me running on Friday, sir. Yeah, life's a real dumb fuck factory. What do you got? Well, I've ruled out all of the natural stuff. Now, predators. Pretty much all the animals. Now, don't tell me it's satanic. Maybe. Now, fuck, I'll get the Bibles and the holy water. However, situations would soon unfold, setting in motion a chain of events that would squash any hopes the investigator might have had in maintaining a calm and rational assessment of the incidents plaguing this community. That's when the media van showed up. During the summer of 1986, a resident named Jerry Julian approached the local police department to report that someone had attempted to abduct her from her home while she was sleeping. Yikes. She explained to the responding officers that the evening before, she and her husband had taken a drive in their flatbed truck 
to the slopes of the Archuleta Mesa to watch the stars. Pretty. After a bit of time had passed, Jerry's attention was drawn to one star in particular, which seemed to be moving through the night sky. Look at that weird fucking star. As she and her husband focused on this star, it suddenly began to grow larger, descending from the sky and landing on the ground a short distance away. Well, fuck, honey, that's no star. Yeah, I think it's one of those UFOs. Well, we gotta contact our congressman. What the hell's he gonna do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, now there's a werewolf out here. Maybe we throw rocks at it. The werewolf or the alien? This is why private citizens should be allowed to have cannons. The bright light it emitted began to diminish, revealing a metallic-looking structure from which a small set of steps had descended. Pooped him. Yeah. Two small figures then slowly made their way down the metallic walkway before they set off on foot in the direction of the couple. Do not be afraid, humans. I am Beetlegeist, and this is my compatriot, Borax. Hello, we have come in peace. Yes, disregard these anal probes. You always bring up the anal probes. I can't help it. It is funny to me. Oh, run, honey. At this point, cursing under his breath, Jerry's husband grabbed her by the shoulders, dragged her back to the truck, and frantically attempted to start the engine. She continued to stare back in debilitating fear at Beetlegeist and Borax. The two small figures slowly making their way towards the vehicle as the engine repeatedly failed to turn over. They're asking for directions. And they're like, no. We're, we're lost. Please, human, hear me out. Get us out of here. I'm fucking trying. I just need directions to the Kresnar Nebula. He's going to try and suck out that brain. Take her. She's good at crosswords. It was only when these things were just feet away from the rear of the truck, reaching out as if to grab onto it, that the motor suddenly turned over and allowed the couple to escape. That was really close. A little great demons. I think that was the worst experience of my life. I'll still be hanging out with your parents. Later that night, having decided not to report the experience to the police mm. uh, in risk of sounding like crazy people. And having their house searched for mushrooms and LSD. Right. Yeah. The couple had gone to bed. They just went to bed in hopes of forgetting all about it in the morning. And that's when the probing of the butt began. No such luck, though, as Jerry would awaken early in the hours of the morning due to a strange pulling sensation. Yes, human, oh I am sorry to disturb you while you are in hibernation, but you dropped your wallet. Have you wake up? Also, your insurance card is expired. You may want to update that. Honey, the aliens are telling me about insurance. Oh, that's nice, dear. Also, I borrowed ten bucks. Looking down towards the bottom of her bed, she would see two shadowy-looking figures identical to those she had witnessed the night before. Fuck. Suddenly realizing she could feel her sheets being pulled off the bed to expose her lower body, Jerry tried to scream, but nothing more than a hoarse and raspy sound came from her mouth. Yikes. This quiet whimper, however, had been sufficient to awaken her sleeping husband, at which point the two figures had immediately disappeared. They're gone now. What are you talking about? There's aliens from before were in our bedroom. Oh, you're just having a nightmare. No, one of them gave you back your wallet. What are you doing with that? Give me you that. You dropped it and they returned it, didn't nice aliens? You were just telling me they broke in here. And they give you your wallet back. Now, go back to sleep, Jerry. Yeah. When questioned further, by federal agents, which I found this very interesting that the federal agents would come in and talk to these two crazy, allegedly insane people. Were they wearing black suits and sunglasses? Now, what agency did you say you worked for? Yeah, it doesn't matter, Jerry. I'm not Jerry. She's Jerry. Right, that doesn't matter either. Well, I don't understand why you're here. Yeah. Well, I'm Agent G7 and he's Agent P12. Grum, grum. And we know you've had contact with the aliens. Grum. They asked us for directions. And what did you tell them, citizen? We didn't know what the fuck they were talking about and we were shitting ourselves. Yeah. Right, well, I'm with the federal government, so I'm going to break some stuff, erase your memory and probably shoot your dog. No, also, I'll probably take some of your money. When further questioned by federal agents who had been tasked with investigating this incident, 
Jerry stated the existence of these entities was common knowledge amongst the native community. Hmm. She even went on to describe a large hole dug into the face of the mountain, hidden in an area much further up the slopes of the mesa where she claimed the creatures would emerge. Around the same time that the investigators were taking Jerry Julian's statement, Separate claims of a possible alien base concealed beneath the Archuleta Mesa were being directed towards the local authorities. Hmm. Security staff at the Kirtland Air Force Base began to receive a string of detailed accounts from a local businessman stating he had documented mysterious activity both above and below the mountain area. And he also knew what happened to JFK, and he also knew what happened to (laughs) Jimmy Hoffa. Paul Benowitz was already well known to the senior officers at the base following reports he'd submitted to them of strange lights in the sky above his home in the Four Valleys district of Albuquerque. He now claimed that in addition to the lights he had filmed, he had intercepted mysterious energy emissions and radio transmissions and that they, these were emanating from beneath the Mesa. Who's this fucking guy? The business, Paul Benowitz. <laughs> the businessman had also taken to conducting regular flights across the mountains in his private aircraft. Oh, so he's a pretty good businessman. Taking pictures of anything he deemed out of the ordinary. Yep, that's perfect. Yep, that is a weird looking piece of poop. Invited onto the base to speak in person, he showed them photos of what he believed to be paths and doorways mm-hmm. cut into the the rock miles away from any existing road or highway. He drew maps of what he thought were air vents and access points. You see, and this here is where their access points are. This is their sewer system where their poopy goes. See here? Yes, sir. This is an Arby's. Oh, that's right. A, a three regular roast beef. And cited interviews that he had conducted with the owners of mutilated cattle and locals who claimed to have been abducted in the vicinity of the Mesa. However, the more detail that Benowitz added to this random briefing, the less credibility he had with his interviewers. Hmm. Feeling the loss of that connection in his interview, he began to scramble, recalling discussions with covert government agents claiming that the extraterrestrials living below the mountain were one of three separate species to have visited Earth. Nice. But it was... His statement that the whole floor of the alleged alien base contained vats filled with human organs and body parts harvested by the alien visitors, which caused the bottom to fall out of his argument. What the fuck is that nightmare alley? Right. Causing the agents to laugh and finally escort him off the base. As the businessman's mental health and cognizance continued to deteriorate, he suffered a nervous breakdown. On the advice of doctors... His family applied to have him committed to a psychiatric facility in 1988, seemingly removing any shred of credibility his initial reports to the military may have contained. But possibly the most intriguing aspect of the stories told by Paul Benowitz is that they are by no means the only such detailed reports of a secret base concealed beneath the town of Dulce. And we're going to continue on with more. Now it's time to learn about the Dulce Wars. During the mid-90s, a former Air Force technician by the name of Thomas Costello went public, confirming that there was indeed a hidden facility beneath the Archuleta Mesa. More incredible still was that Costello 
claim that this was not an extraterrestrial base, Mm -hmm. but one constructed by the U.S. government where aliens and human scientists work together on genetic experiments. That's where all the fucking money went. (laughs) Makes sense now. Costello told of how he had been a U.S. Air Force photographer based at Nellis in Las Vegas, but in the early 1970s had been transferred to the secret Dulce base in New Mexico. While there, he was responsible for maintaining the facility's extensive surveillance network and for documenting some of the work being conducted in the laboratories. It's kind of a weird grouping of of things. Your security and also we need you to bake cookies in the cafeteria. Essentially, he's like surveillance and then uh, photos, photography. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. Oh, right. (laughs) I thought he was writing a dissertation or some shit. I don't know. Well, he's documenting, meaning he's taking pictures of it. Right. He figured out how to work a camera and they're like, you know how to use a camera? Yeah. He's like, you're now a top secret cunt. Costello even went as far as offering photographic evidence with his testimony of what he claimed to be some form of alien hybrid suspended in a vat of fluid in one of the labs. However, journalists barely had time to digest his claims that the Dulce base was just one of many such facilities linked by a vast underground railroad network before he disappeared from public view altogether. Part of me hopes that humans are doing this just so it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. At least we're somewhere. At least some humans on earth are like, let's fucking, let's, let's own this shit, you know? But well, well, he disappeared sucks. from the public eye. However, his claims would later resurface when the next whistleblower came forward. This time from within the ranks of the Dulce Police Department itself. Hmm. A former reservation police detective named Avery Tafoya, who had been researching the testimony of Jerry Julian, he claimed that he had stumbled across the report written by federal investigators assigned to the case. To his surprise, in addition to the events described by Jerry, they had included detailed drawings from a, of a sprawling military facility, hmm. exactly where Jerry claimed the hidden opening in the mountain was located. Nailed it. The drawings depicted that the base had seven different levels, so expensive. including accommodation blocks, Spa. storage facilities, and laboratories. It's where nightmares are made. It was also serviced by an underground train network similar to that alleged by Thomas Custer. Costello. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thomas Costello, not Harry Potter. I'm sorry. My bad. Armed with this information, Tafoya stated that he had made a number of attempts to climb the mountain and see the facility for himself, only to be defeated by weather conditions, mm. rain and stuff, on each and every occasion. Damn you, precipitation! But not to be deterred, he had then used a thermal camera to document strange holes and vents seemingly built into the rock of the mountain and recorded what sounded like large machines being operated beneath the slopes. Which in actuality were just jackalopes having sex. Sorry. Interesting. Yeah, fuck. Over the years, the U.S. military has gone to great lengths in denying that this Dulce base exists or that it's part of a network of hidden underground facilities. Cold War, I guess, you know, would probably... And, And it would seem that part of their strategy to do so has involved a concerted effort to undermine the credibility of those making the claims. I hate that in this world. Uh, It's frustrating. Yeah, injustice. Cons. The background of Thomas Costello remains unclear, with attempts to locate and review his military service records seeming to suggest he never existed. Okay. Photographs associated with his testimony have proven to be forgeries, and no formal interview with him has ever been found. Hmm. 
Members of the intelligence community have also come forward and admitted to deliberately feeding false information to Paul Benowitz. Remember the businessman? Yeah. Oh, man. It's alleged that having become uncomfortable with his obsession uh, and surveillance of the secure Monzano weapons storage complex, I guess that's like a nuclear weapons area. Okay. The Air Force invented the fictional Dulce base in order to distract the businessman. Uh They even claimed to have placed machinery and fake air vents on the Archuleta Mesa for him to photograph in order to convince him that the base existed there. That's a lot of money wasted. Right? That's what I thought, too. Yeah, Master Chief, sir, this businessman's getting pretty close to some real stuff, sir. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm listening. Write this down. Preparing to record your thoughts, sir. Commencing the oration of my thoughts. Copy that, sir. All right, we're going to make a fake military base to put this guy off the scent of the real military base. All right, I like that. Come up with some stories and shit. Now, let's build it. Get some machines down there. What now? Maybe staff it. Wait. They'll probably need a daycare. Sir, this sounds very expensive. What the fuck do I care? I'm fighting the scum. And then drew to draw him away from genuine military facilities. So they were kind of like trying to keep him busy. But the frustrating thing is he came forward to talk about this stuff. And it seems like he was driven absolutely insane and admitted to a psychiatric hospital after a mental breakdown because nobody believed him. Right. So... But they gaslit the fuck out of him. Yeah, they did. So Gabriel Valdez himself has always refused to believe stories of a base at the Mesa, extraterrestrial or otherwise. Prior to his death in 2011, the former police officer told his son that he believed... Now, this Valdez Valdez is the police officer we started with. Right, yeah, yeah. So he told his son that he believed it was humans who had mutilated the cattle near the town and not aliens. He cited secretive nuclear testing in and around New Mexico during the 1960s, claiming that samples had secretly been removed from local cattle to test for radiation poisoning. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be where it would accumulate or whatnot. Is that the case? I don't know. Well, that's what what he's claimed before he passed away. Right. Some scientists would have to tell us if that's where, you know. Well, there there are equally detailed cases both for and against the existence of a base beneath the Archuleta Mesa and the secretive work which is allegedly being conducted there. All right, we're sending David Nagus there. We'll, we'll find out for sure. <laughs> With so many stories, it's difficult to know which sources to trust. In reality, it's not beyond all possibility that the U.S. government is in possession of a secret underground military base constructed well away from the public eye but at the same time some of the claims attached to them seem so ridiculous that they push any notion of their existence towards ridicule however i'd like to share what i found to be the most detailed and potentially insane evidence for such an underground structure at dulce oh i think i know where we're going this is We're that going to wackadoodle land. Ready? Yeah. This is that of a man who claimed he was a former worker at the secretive site and had survived a horrifying battle unfolding. Oh, this bet- has to be old Phil. <laughs> between human and extraterrestrial forces during the excavation of what would become the eventual facility there. Right. The following is an excerpt taken from the book called The Dulce Wars, mm. Underground Alien Bases and Battle for planet earth by, by phil schneider no this is brenton ah oh, son of a cunt. now the this author i thought this was kind of interesting side note i took a look and this person brenton only published this book under a single name and it's not even the name of the person who wrote the book because huh. he's afraid of the 
what was it he said? The New World Order or something? The Illuminati scum? Yeah, he was afraid of them. So he didn't want them to know who he was. Which, Shit. it seems to me, if you're going to publish a book, you have to track the payments back somehow. Yeah. But anyways. Unless he was like, this is for the common good of man. Just give the money to, you know. Maybe. Some other guy. <clears throat> right. So this is an excerpt from the book. But not Phil Schneider. How's it wrong? Yep, well. It's good to call me out. All right. Just, or is this about Phil Schneider? It's just <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, excerpt from the book. Here we go. Having found shelter behind an equipment crate of sufficient size, the lieutenant now tried to take stock of the situation. At least three members of his platoon were gone. Their bodies burned beyond recognition following the exposure to the crazy weaponry used by their opponents. Despite this, they had managed to push the opponents deeper into the facility just as they had been ordered to do. And if they could now secure the stairwell in front of them, their mission would be a success. Waving across the corridor where two more of his team members were sheltering behind another crate, he began to issue a series of orders using hand signals. Moments later, the pair were up on their feet and heading toward the large metal door, each tightly clutching satchel charges. Their intention was clear, but before they could reach their destination, the door suddenly flung wide open. A tall, skeletal-looking figure came out of the darkness, followed by a terrifying bright blue energy discharge from its weapon. E, might have been his rocket wing. <laughs> the two so that would have been red. Yeah. The well, two soldiers been, did might not Might have been under a lot of pressure. The two soldiers did not even take time to cry out as their bodies were engulfed in a ball of brilliant blue flame. Almost immediately, an infantryman further down the corridor operating the platoon's M60 heavy machine gun opened fire, destroying the attacker with a steady hail of gunfire. More soldiers then ran forward, snatching up the discarded satchel charges and priming them before hurling them in through the open doorway. There was an enormous explosion immediately followed by a shower of dust and debris as the stairwell caved in preventing their enemy from accessing this floor or any others which lay above them. Unless they have a shovel. Leaving, leaving two of his men to cover the collapsed structure, the lieutenant and the remainder of his platoon made their way back up through the facility towards the main loading area. But upon his arrival, he was shocked to see that two other army trucks had arrived, discharging several more squads of soldiers wearing black uniforms, who hurried towards the corridors from which he and his men had just emerged. I wonder if you're a soldier and they're like, here's a black uniform. If you're, <laughs> if you're just like, fuck, I'm in for some fucking mm -hmm. weird shit. Turning to his commanding officer, he abruptly inquired as to what was taking place, who this unit was, and why they were now heading underground towards the lower levels. Curtly dismissed, he and his fellow Navy SEALs could only look on as the mysterious soldiers continued to head deeper into the base where so many U.S. soldiers had already lost their lives in an effort to contain the marauding extraterrestrial threat during the summer of 1995. I gotta say something right okay. here. This is kind of where the Gunner Halifax universe exists. Oh, because all of the things that Gunnar Halifax does in his universe is based on the secret space program with, with these things <laughs> right. that are going on. Because I, I remember reading this a long time ago. Oh. Going like, that's funny. Because basically the whole premise is that the, na the naval intelligence has siphoned away. Mm -hmm. The government has put it into the naval intelligence programs where they're 
They have a secret space program that's way advanced from all the Apollo shit. Mm -hmm. They found the ancient knowledge or some Mm -hmm. shit. And they're, you know, hanging out with aliens and doing all that stuff. (laughs) And to me, that's the the universe that Gunnar Halifax lives in, where it's like he's part of the... He would know exactly who the black uniform guys are, because he's like, oh, yeah, I was working with them when I was a kid. (laughs) My dad knew those guys, and he'd call them cunts. You know, that kind of shit. Okay. Just throwing that into the people that may be listening from other Skycast shows. definitely puts a a funny spin on this. Well, you know. Phil Phil Schneider's the godfather of Halifax. And here we go. Okay. Phil Schneider gave a series of lectures across the U.S. in which he went to great lengths to highlight to his audience the dangers of what he was doing. Right. He spoke of the murder of his close friend, which he alleged had been made to look like a suicide. Hmm. Then he related various attempts on his own life and threats to harm his family in an effort to stop him from sharing confidential military secrets with the public. But Schneider explained that his love for his country superseded any thoughts of his personal safety, that the American people had a right to know the potential dangers that their government was hiding from them. He would open his talks by explaining how he came from a family of public servants, how his father had been a military officer who worked on the Manhattan Project. Mm -hmm. Then he would share with his audience the fingers missing from his left hand, explain how he had lost them while fighting to regain control of a secret military installation from extraterrestrial attackers. With laser weapons, yeah. Schneider would hold up bizarre-looking metals and minerals, claiming that they were products of experiments which had been kept hidden from the American people. See, he grabbed an ashtray. (laughs) It didn't work for him. No, it didn't. Did it. So, I'm a... Yeah, Yeah, see? See, it doesn't work. Well, we can't see the ashtray. I mean, somebody took the ashtray. Well, he had it with him. I know, but he should have given it to somebody to be like here take a piece of the ashtray. yeah he did oh remember oh yeah that guy's dead too yeah son of a bitch and then his wife had that stuff it's remember best, it's best if you just turn this We're off just and ignore keep, the subject you're, you're basically moving too far ahead in okay, my story I'm sorry. So shish, shish. <laughs> he would then explain in great detail how there was a vast network of underground military bases beneath the surface of north america dumbs linked together by miles and miles of magnetic train tracks dumb trains finally he'd close his life by saying that when his time came, just like his friend, his murder would be made to look like a suicide, reiterating that he had no wish to end his own life. I'm pretty sure he said that on the video I saw. Less than a year later, the impassioned public speaker would indeed be found dead in his apartment. Mm. His death, perhaps unsurprisingly to anybody who had ever heard him speak publicly, ultimately was ruled a suicide. Hmm. Much like what the former Air Force Sergeant Thomas Costello had done before him, Phil Snyder told anyone who would give him the time that there was a military base hidden deep under the Archuleta Mesa. But Mm -hmm. unlike Costello, Schneider chose to deliver his evidence in far more public manner, speaking openly to roomfuls of interested people and fielding any questions they may have concerning his account. He described how since the end of the Second World War, the U.S. government had been building a vast network of underground bases around the country. Schneider explained that, to the best of his knowledge, there were 129 deep underground military bases, or DUMS, hidden beneath the plains, mesas, and mountain ranges of North America. Nine of these were clustered in close proximity to one another, located in and around Groom Lake near the infamous Area 51 testing facility in Nevada. Mm -hmm. 
All of these bases were linked by a seemingly endless series of tunnels, which housed a maglev train, allowing workers to travel between the locations at speeds of up to Mach 2. Oh, sure. So the public can't have maglev trains, <laughs> but the fucking government and their alien people can. Well, I get it. That's how... Okay. As he stood and summarized how these tunnels had been created and how each of the secret bases had been constructed... Audiences found themselves visibly impressed by the level of technical detail Schneider shared. Having listed his credentials as a geologist and a structural engineer, he explained how he had been brought onto the project to assist with the complicated and advanced construction methods being used. The maglev tunnels had not been drilled or blasted through the ground, but instead had been created using laser technology that vitrified and melted its way through the previously impenetrable rock. In order to create each base, four gaping holes were bored deep into the earth. Each separate floor was then blasted out of the rock before being linked up with these four gigantic corner shafts. Can you imagine if they built homes like that? That's an aggressive, <laughs> aggressive way to build a house. It was during the construction of one facility in New Mexico in the late 70s that Phil Schneider became an unknowing participant in what would become known as the Dulce, Dulce Wars. Yes. Yeah. Schneider claimed that in August of 1979, construction on the Dulce base had begun to fall behind schedule due to issues relating to the drilling of one of the corner columns. The facility was being tunneled out beneath the southwest corner of the Archuleta Mesa, but every time the drilling team had attempted to pass a certain depth, they found that their machinery was mysteriously failing. In an effort to discover what was interfering with the drilling operation, Schneider and a Green Beret bodyguard had been lowered into the incomplete shaft via a crane. That sounds like a really bad, you know, kind of OSHA <laughs> violation or something. But as soon as he stepped out of the crane basket into what appeared to be a pre-existing cave network, he instantly realized that something was very wrong. There was a bitter stench in the air, as the drilling operation had now allowed ancient gases to escape from the void beneath, no. along with a weird residue on the unusually smooth walls of the caves. Aliens smell bad. <laughs> to you humans, you smell bad to me. Fuck you. It was at this point that a tall, slender figure had suddenly stepped out of the shadows in front of him, carrying what appeared to be a weapon of some type. <laughs> Absolutely terrified by this creature's appearance, <laughs> Schneider had used his sidearm to kill it, <laughs> only for two more to then emerge out of the darkness. You can kill Dr. Schmogie. I can reproduce out of my butthole. <laughs> Backing towards the crane basket and firing wildly, the engineer had managed to hit one of the beings, only for the other to then use its weapon on Schneider in retaliation. Was it a lightsaber? He was instantly consumed by an eerie blue light and felt a huge jolt of electricity burst through his body, which had dropped him to the cave floor. I'd probably pay money to see this movie. When he regained consciousness, he found himself being dragged into the crane basket by the Green Beret, who then turned and began firing on more of the creatures as the basket began to ascend without him. Damn. Upon his return to the surface, the doctors who treated Schneider found severe damage to both his left hand and foot, with several fingers and toes missing. After he had explained to his superiors what had taken place, he was removed from the project, but later discovered that construction had continued despite this encounter. Right. 
For the next year, it was alleged that further battles beneath the Mesa ensued as U.S. Special Forces battled with alien beings whose intent appeared to be the halting of construction of the base. You know, that means, that what that means is that there's a bunch of dudes and some ladies out there in this world mm-hmm. that are sitting around listening to, say, the dipshit file. <laughs> And they're like, if those fucking idiots even fucking knew right. all the crazy shit. Right. We, it's basically back to what we were talking about before, that lawyers and politicians are saving us from <laughs> alien gases, <laughs> invading you know, forces, and mm-hmm. like, miniature aliens that were coming. They've saved us 20 times. Right. Men, and, in, Bla- Men and, in Black is a documentary. And we, uh, yeah, it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Mo- it's a docu- documentary show. Series, yeah. Uh, it's a historical thing. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Schneider claims that in total, 66 soldiers and countless extraterrestrials lost their lives before an uneasy peace was finally formed between the two opposing sides. I feel like if they had laser weapons or plasma weapons or something and we're shooting at them with lead bullets or whatever, I feel like... It wouldn't be like, okay, let's have a truce. I know. <laughs> You've traversed unfathomable space. Uh, we're basically still not explored all the way to the depth of our own planet and the oceans, and we still have a continent that we're not allowed to go to. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's do it. We should have a truce. We're equals. Oh, my gosh. That's, I mean, that's just me. I'm dumb, though. He went on to allege that the aliens who had been living beneath the Mesa had worked with humans ever since creating numerous scientific breakthroughs which had gone on to assist mankind. Right, they've traversed the fucking stars and they're like, we should go hang out these fucking (laughs) little monkeys. Throughout 1995, Schneider continued to tour the U.S., giving talks in which he listed numerous other potential conspiracies alongside the stories of deep underground military bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He knew all the conspiracies. I remember yeah. listening to him. Well, over the course of these lectures, however, it soon became apparent that the former engineer was beginning to struggle with what he had started. He described how he had been involved in a shootout with federal agents, killing one in self-defense, and how an attempt had been made to kidnap his daughter in a bid to force him to stop delivering his lectures. Yeah. Then, in January of 1996, two months after his final speech in Denver, federal agents arrived at the home of Schneider's ex-wife, Cynthia. They explained how Phil had been found dead in his apartment in Wilsonville, having apparently decided to take his own life. Surprise. Mm -hmm. The agents went on to conduct a search of Cynthia's house, removing any and all notes papers or materials relating to Phil and all of his lectures before leaving. The circumstances surrounding Schneider's death have always raised questions about the speed with which the authorities were moved to attribute it to suicide. So Phil's body had been found slumped between his bed and wheelchair with a rubber catheter hose having been wrapped around his neck three times and then tied off with a knot. Both of his feet were wedged in a weird way, hard underneath the bed, with his head resting in the seat of the wheelchair, at an angle that would not appear to have been easy or natural for him to achieve. Hmm. There were also traces of blood on the floor nearby, but no injuries or wounds were found on the body itself to suggest where this may have come from. When the family later asked if a suicide note had been discovered, they were told that all of the papers seized from the address from Cynthia's house had now strangely gone missing from a police storage facility. Subsequent requests for additional toxicology testing on Schneider's remains were refused, stating that the cause of death had already been determined. 
Further and more adamant demands for these tests would also be refused because the samples, <laughs> yeah, had apparently been destroyed by the laboratory which had been storing them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bad luck for this guy all the way around. Was it an accident? I mean, we'd need to look into that. Was somebody like, oh, fuck, and then... I don't, I don't know. If this, it stated that they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. One detective who later spoke privately with the family stated that with the missing fingers on Schneider's left hand, it would have been almost impossible for him to have tied off the catheter by himself. Mm-hmm. When the officer in question had shared these concerns with his superiors, he'd been ordered to keep his observations to himself before they reassigned him to a totally different case. Fuck. It appeared that even in death, Phil Schneider was continuing to raise awkward and uneasy questions for those in positions of authority. Mm. When taken in context of the many already existing accounts regarding a possible underground base at Dulce, the testimony of Phil Schneider appears to be compelling. Mm. Many of the experimental compounds and construction techniques he listed during the course of his lectures were mere concepts during the late 20th century, but have gone on to become commonplace in modern building work. Right. His descriptions of the base layout and the functions of each of the seven levels were also eerily similar to those offered by other witnesses, people whom he'd never met or associated with. And yet... Even the lightest touch of scrutiny has shown his accounts to be marred by inaccuracies, which make it difficult to take some of his claims seriously. Yeah, he felt super wackadoodle when you listen to him. Right. Well, he made repeated assertions that his father, Otto Oscar Schneider, Man. was a German U-boat captain oh. who had been captured by the U.S. Navy and then turned against the Nazi regime. Yet, uh, just a basic search of both German and American wartime records shows that this is an apparent fabrication. Mm. Otto had been born in San Francisco in January of 1906. Well, shit. Similarly, his claims that the original attack on the World Trade Center involved the use of a tactical weapon, like a nuclear weapon, Mm. and that the occupants of Waco Ranch had been murdered using chemical weapons. They've apparently been debunked, uh, these statements, and they would appear to suggest that Phil Schneider was an individual prone to exaggeration. Right. So, and maybe even possibly delusional at times. It seemed like wackadoodle shit a lot of the time. I listened to him a few times. I even did a right. did a secret song. Right. But go ahead. Well, but if this was the case, right. then where did he sustain these life-changing injuries of his? On the job somewhere. Um, he was an engineer and it's a construction guy. Yeah. It's dangerous. There were no, in the research though, nobody's ever found any documents and maybe for HIPAA violation, they won't release them, but no documents anywhere. Could have been the world's worst masturbation in- injury. God damn <laughs> oh my God, the fan and then yeah. into the thing and you know, who knows? Okay. So what happened to the Gotta missing, be careful. what happened to the missing samples and the notes he had brought with him to his lectures? What about that? Why is there so much evidence? Somebody could have just thrown it in the garbage. It's possible that somebody's like, oh, this is a bunch of scribble from a weirdo. This just goes in the garbage. They so, probably weren't like, oh, he's a guy that a bunch you, of UFO you people. You really love. think that that person just, I mean, if they're going to throw that away, evidence of that from the U.S. government, what else are they throwing away? And that stuff was collected by, well, investigators. Right. What are they, I mean, are they just throwing things away? Well, been Do they random. investigate serial killers? Are they going to throw away evidence there too? Right. Well, they might have just looked at him like, oh, <clears throat> this guy's dead. Fucking, it could have been a landlord that's like, clear it out, throw it away. And then, you know, no, people, it was the, 
but it was the investigators. You were not listening. This, I, I, you didn't listen to my story. They came in and they took everything that, under official terms from his wife. Right. And they also took everything from his apartment under official terms. That's and it crazy. was the officials that I came and talked to the I don't want to believe that. I heard you say that. I don't want to, I don't want to believe that. I feel like before the I'm officials got there. I'm sorry you don't want to believe it, but the that's landlord what happened. Was like, I'm getting rid of this shit. That, that's a much easier story to digest, yeah, I know. Okay. So, so the men in black came and they fucking, it's in Never once did I Indiana say it Jones was the warehouse. men in black. No, no, no. I never said it was the Amer- men in black. I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying that it's likely now that the men in black came and it's in an Indiana Jones warehouse somewhere in a crate next to the Ark of the Covenant. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. That's totally to be, there. Never to be seen, except for there's five know or six people that work at that you, fucking warehouse that are like. Do you know what's sitting here. on top of the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, a fucking alien. Probably. Yeah. Next to Nikola Tesla's fucking spaceship, bro. <laughs> and all of Nikola Tesla's paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. They did and, that too. And the dude that had a hydrogen battery for a car. Right. Why is there so much evidence? Stan that, Meyer. Why is there so much evidence that he was Water silenced car. by unknown persons and efforts made to present his murder as a suicide? It looks fishy as fuck. That murder. part looks fishy as fuck. But, right. But he also... It, it's also maybe he wasn't as important as he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, maybe and they he was just very, fucked up the case and me, they're just saying that he committed suicide when he, somebody killed him. You know, I don't want to speculate because I don't know nearly enough to be any kind of voice of speculation, but he seemed wackadoodle when he was speaking about the stuff when he was alive right. and, and when he showed the injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. it just made me think like, well, that's a good, that's a better story than what could the many, many other stories that other people have lost fingers or toes or yeah, but, had shrapnel. Put into okay. Them. So let's, I'm not done with my, my story yet, I know. but I want to <laughs> stop and entertain this idea for a moment. Do you seriously think a man doesn't matter what history he has? He's got a wife, he's got kids, uh-huh. he's got a family and they're together. Do you really think that he is going to get away with touring the entire U.S. Uh, with an injury like that? Obvious. It's not like it's a scar. They're missing limbs. Right. Telling a lie about how he missed those limbs and no one's going to say anything. I don't know. I feel like. No one's going to say, dude, come well, on out. His brother, maybe. Or Does he have just a, brother? a friend? I don't know, but right. I know what you're saying, but maybe the circumstances are good. Where he's like, I did this off in the woods one day on accident. I fucking, but no one will know. And and I went to work the next day, and I got a pretty good job. I'm a smart dude. Yeah, but do you think that and I love sci-fi? Still, he would get away with that story. I don't know. I mean, his wife. It's I never. I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I always want to listen to them in good faith. I mean, that's why it's easy to become a conspiracy theorist. Because I, like, I I want to believe you. Dude. I don't. I I'm not on anyone's side here. I don't give a fuck if he's lying or not. The thing is, some of this stuff it does. It's you can't fake that. Right. Well. You know what I mean? You can't lie in the public eye like that without support of other liars. Right. Unless you've got yourself a perfect storm where you really have a lot of your things covered. I mean, the wife, if she's cashing in checks from like speaking engagement money, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he might be like one of those guys. I don't take any money. That's possible. I don't do that. I never found it. Whatever his that. income source is based on this fame, if there was any, uh, maybe that was enough. That's enough for a lot of people to lie is money. Mm. I'm always like that. It's just... Because imagine if his story's true, then our government is not only lying to us, which we all know they do. Of course. Everything they do is a lie generally. Absolutely. That's based on, on math, folks. That's just math. But there's also extraterrestrial life that's existed not for a minute, but for fucking decades that the government has been working with mm-hmm. and been building 
you know, with, doing science with and, and, you know, maybe they're helping us along, all these things. That's a huge paradigm shift that we have to leap into where tomorrow when I go to the store, if I believe this is true, I have to believe that when I pick up my apples and shit, that also there's an underground base filled with fucking aliens from another planet that shot this fucking guy. That's weird. Because he stumbled across their little hole, hole in the ground, and mm-hmm. it's like, mm, Well, he I'm didn't not, really stumble. He I'm was sure, sent there. Right. Which also sounds like a fucking OSHA violate. That's not, that's not okay. Like, government, just because it's a secret thing doesn't mean you can just throw these guys to the fucking wolves. Goddamn, bro. But obviously I'm a blowhard. Please finish your story. I don't even know where I'm at. I don't either. I'm sorry I digressified. Do you know where you are? <laughs> um, I, I believe so. So basically some would argue that he wasn't a well man. and uh, <laughs> They might have just been right. the guy that argued that. When he, and he merely seized upon the alleged testimony of Thomas Costello, using it to create a fantastic backstory of his own. Right. But I guess I jumped a gun on there because that's what you were going to say. Right. Yeah. But to his supporters, the inconsistencies in his, his account are explained away by the U.S. government rewriting his family history mm. designed specifically to undermine Schneider's credibility and keep prying eyes away from the Dulce base. They point to the same methods used against Bob Lazar. Right. When you think about this guy and yeah. his removal from education and employment records. And this, they use this as an example of the links that the U.S. government will go to to cover up information. Right. Literally just delete. So with the birth of the Internet, each passing year sees more information on classified military projects slowly creeping into the public domain. It is therefore entirely possible that at some point evidence proving the existence of deep underground military bases will finally materialize. Mm -hmm. Or... It may be that advances in technology enable investigators to finally absolutely disprove the existence of such facilities once and for all. But for now, at least, there seems to be a lot more digging to be done. Ooh. <laughs> well, let's talk about this like okay. I kind of went off already on the other side of this. What sort of bullshit will our dipshits bullshit about if a dipshit could bullshit dipshit, eh? So that was fun. Thank yeah. you for doing all that research. That was fun. Looked into a few crazy ass shit. I mean, it, <laughs> I didn't mean to, you know, say I like to, like I said, I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's people out there that will fuck with us, and right, and oh, absolutely. There's lots See, of motivations. I'm not, I'm not arguing on the side of these people. I know. Um, I'm just trying to, I guess, take everything into account. Sure. And I don't want to discredit them on their face. Sure. Do you know what I mean? But this is, it's one of those things where with great claims becomes, you know, you need to have a massive evidence with big, big claims needs big evidence. Kind of mm-hmm. thing, whatever. Oh, I get it. I get and, it. You know, he had <clears throat> an ashtray, hap- but it fucking is. What happens when, what happens when they keep moving the goalposts? That's true. You know what I mean? That's. How much, well, that's where conspiracy lives because it can also much, cover itself so much where it's like, well, we know that, but then this conspiracy is doing it. So, and well, it's how secret. much, how much evidence like, do you need, especially when you have it to change my paradigm from there's aliens in the universe somewhere for sure to there's aliens in fucking New Mexico right now. <laughs> a lot. Well, really. you know, I guess I the, need to talk to one. <laughs> the thing with this guy, you know, and I'm talking about Phil Schneider in, uh, referencing him. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was some weird shit that um, I remember watching him at one point. God, it was back in, I think, 2009, maybe yeah, 2008. But I remember watching one of his lectures and seeing this stuff that he was presenting. And 
uh, you know, and and his injuries. And I remember there was also an, I think there was an injury to his chest area mm-hmm. too, yeah, abdomen, chest. And stuff, yeah. yeah, and. There was no, um, in my research, I remember thinking way back then, well, gosh, you know, if this were the case and and he was lying about this, somebody's going to come forward and say, no, 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 we treated him for uh, an industrial accident. True. You and maybe know? they have, too. Who knows? It's just how much traction does that get? Right. But I, I didn't find, but I, you know, of course I didn't. I dug, but I didn't dig deep enough maybe to find it. Maybe it's been, I don't know. The the reason why to me all of these things are interesting is because it's certainly not with, I mean, our government is capable of doing atrocious things because that's what governments do. It's not just, it's not these people necessarily. It's just how structure of a government Mm -hmm. works. It has to protect itself. It has to grow. Mm -hmm. It it wants more secrecy, more size. It wants its subjects to have less secrecy and less power. Mm -hmm. It's just look in the history. Every government always does that. Mm -hmm. even the ones with good intentions. And so it's like, I wouldn't put it past them to have a bunch of secret military bases underground, especially during the Cold War, lying their asses off to Mm -hmm. make it so people don't know. I mean, we know for a fact Area 51 was a conspiracy theory for a long time. Right. And it was these kind of guys that were the ones that brought Mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we know it exists now. But we don't know anything about it. We don't know if it's 15 levels of umbrella corporation level hell. We have no Zombies and military craft that can fly to the fucking Jupiter and back in the day. But all that stuff's fun to speculate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love entertaining all these things. Like I said, my, one of my favorite shows I've ever, one of the, my favorite things I've ever done in my life is Gunner Halifax. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just cause it's fun to live in that world and right. play around in it. And it's all based on this information where mm-hmm. it's like, imagine if those trillions of dollars that they waste in the government went to a military, you know, a secret military right, space right. organization where they're building giant spaceships and traveling the stars and. They've got a Gunner Halifax. And it's so big and bureaucratic that a Gunner Halifax can exist where he <laughs> gets his own ship and his own crew and they're out mm-hmm. there fucking around. You know? I don't know. Well, I guess I guess the, the the challenge that I have with these types of things is there's missing there's missing information. Mm-hmm. We can't make we can't connect the dots um, on either side. There's no way to connect the dots. There's too much missing. So it's really difficult to try and figure things out on your own when you don't have all the data. Right. And it feels like a lie on both sides when there's data missing. For sure. It, yeah. It feels like, well, this, why even retain this story? Right. It's, it's almost just like making you, it up. Right. You can't, can't, you can't go anywhere it, with based it. Based on a true story though. It, well, evidently. Right. But when you look at, <clears throat> when you look at the evidence, uh, step back and you look at all the different stories. And how they all kind of link together, and this is pre-internet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's not like today where everything gets around in seconds, and you know, billions of people know the information immediately. This is pre the pre the internet. So there's people that you know have never they've never met, they've never spoken, and their stories are the same. That to me is very interesting. Always, yeah. You know, so when you have. Um, unconnected um, witnesses mm-hmm. to accounts right um and but they're we're telling all influenced this, by the same shit though too right but some of the detail though you know that's i don't know i the different I were, levels and stuff you're right yeah. there's there's stuff to it where you can spend a lot of there's a reason why people are really into this and, mm-hmm. and why not all of them are crazy tinfoil hat you right know? there's some real sober people that like well, this and shit it, and, and it may not be the thing is it may not have anything to do with an extraterrestrial species right. it has to do with um covert 
operations uh, by the U.S. military. Yeah. Well, we know about things like, uh, you know, I don't really actually know, but, you know, military bases that are inside of mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. We know about Cheyenne and we mm-hmm. know about, I don't even remember some of the names, but there's a bunch of them throughout all of that stuff where they were all conspiracy theories because, right. again, you don't want, I mean, if you're in the middle of a war, you don't want to tell your enemy where you mm-hmm. have your cool hidden shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes sense to want to also put a bunch of misinformation out there. Right. But it makes for society. It makes fucking makes people crazy though mm-hmm. you know so the well yeah look at the poor businessman who went nuts yeah the unintended consequences the externalities <clears throat> mm-hmm. of all these government things it's like it sucks that we just can't hang out together there's always yeah. going to be a military you know a lot of people in this country are very peace oriented and they're mm-hmm. like man why can't we just get along and it's like this world is filled with militaries that just mm-hmm. filled with bad ideas well we can't get along because we're human but if we could and i think it's i, we I wouldn't just, need this shit i agree but i think it's just human nature to compete yeah uh right or wrong it's human nature to compete and battle and covet your neighbor's wife Uh, exactly (laughs) you (laughs) You know know what what? i mean but i hope but a lot of it from a distance too like Mm -hmm. it makes sense on on a micro level and a macro level but i hope the internet for all the damage that it may be doing to the human psyche with our little social media experiments and stuff i hope that it brings us together in a small world kind of way Mm mm-hmm well, where the language, like the kind of mm-hmm. Tower of Babel shit, I guess I'm well, not. Well, it's kind of doing that. I mean, it's it's dividing uh, hugely. For sure. But it's it is bringing us together. Uh, the world is a much smaller place when you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can get on uh, a live stream somewhere and talk to people because I do it on occasion when I've got time. I've got friends, friends. Uh, people that I know yeah. across the world, right? And I can jump on a live stream with these individuals and talk with them in real time, even though it's you know seven o'clock my time and four a.m. theirs. Right. It's still real time. So the world is a is a lot smaller. Yeah, you know. But the We've internet got a long way to go. Yeah. Well, it's it's also divided us by fact checking poorly and well, just uh, we're all listening to different narratives and yeah and so our realities our belief mm-hmm. systems are based on the narratives that we're allowing into our lives mm-hmm. and the ones that we don't have in our lives our neighbors might have in their well lives. that's the crazy we just don't thing. understand each other that's the crazy thing too is that we're still learning how algorithm internet algorithms work mm-hmm. um the layman's are just learning about this stuff and a lot of people don't realize uh, the information that they're not getting right. because the internet is choosing not to give it to them because the algorithm states they wouldn't be interested in it mm. or it doesn't make money for the, uh, the the platform because it's not there's not enough advertising to it or something. So it's really interesting. A lot of people, um, I'm just now learning that over the past year or so that my algorithm for let's just say as an example like instagram Mm -hmm. because of the things that i respond to or pause on Mm -hmm. um they're going to give me more of that Mm -hmm. as long but they're not going to give me all of it they're going to give me the things that they make money on Mm -hmm. so that's the stuff that i'm going to see now i may have paused on a picture of a a lotus flower Mm -hmm. i guess because i like the color not because of the lotus flower, but now I've got lotus tea in my algorithm. algorithm. Right. And now I've got, you know, I don't know. But it'll weed out after a while, and then they'll figure out. It gets smarter and smarter. That's part of the algorithm, right? Well, that's, that, that is it? If I, they're only giving you so much. Correct. They're never going to get the whole It's more like picture. whittling you into a little box right. of what 
Right. It's not. And you're only going to get so much. That's why these conspiracy theories, like we're being played in real life. Mm -hmm. And it's not a conspiracy of these social media companies. They're Mm -mm. they're doing this because it makes money. It makes them powerful. It makes them, Mm -hmm. you know, relevant uh, to have as many views for this, you know, attention economy that we have. Uh, It's the same thing. Like the thing that's really interesting about deep underground military bases and secret projects and, mm-hmm. and all these, the black funding of naval intelligence and all that stuff is that we don't like being played. Right. And it feels like these people that have, you know, security clearance and have all this authority mm-hmm. and are very serious and very important and very mm-hmm. powerful. feels like they're playing us all the time. It mm-hmm. feels like we're being respected about the level that an advertising company puts out for Coca-Cola mm-hmm. where they're like, we're pretty much talking to children, even though there's adults, but we'll just talk to the children. That's yeah. what it feels like with the world. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a conspiracy come your way, that's why it's so seductive. That's why I always feel empathy for people that get trapped in conspiracy theories. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> you can deny that that's seductive. I guess you can call them morons and stuff, but it's like, what are the other options in the world? There's a, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're a scientist, you're really doing moron shit with your time most of the time. Anyway. <laughs> you're looking into other people's nightmares if you're into literature, if you, right, you know, all this right, stuff. So right. it's very seductive because it's, it's, I don't know, we're, we want to know who's fooling us. Mm-hmm. And these are, it looks like people are fooling us, you know? And well, that's that all missing the time, information that I'm talking about. And all the time about. they find out. And when there's little nuggets where you're like, and a big nugget, like Area 51's mm-hmm. real. You're like, well, fuck. Right. So are that, there seven levels? And on the it, seventh level, it's fucking Nightmare Hall and it's goddamn right. alien. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it it's kind of like if you take the, um, the subject matter out of it and you just look at a relationship situation. This is how I see it. So you're in a relationship with somebody. And let's use a romantic relationship as an example. I like that. Okay. And you're in a ro- romantic relationship with somebody and their actions aren't matching their words. And it's just not, it's subtle, you know, there, you just have this weird feeling that, yeah, they said they love you, but do they really love you? And then you notice that they're, you know, they're out a little bit longer than they should be. Uh, On average, they're now, instead of they're coming home from work an hour and a half later than normal. So you start you got asking some of them, our listeners looking at each other. And do you know what I mean? It's like, honey, <laughs> talking about you, know, you. What's up? Do you know what I'm saying? He's they're, into aliens. They're now. an hour and a half later than normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you start asking them, they're like, no, no, absolutely not. I, I've always come home at this time. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you haven't. Yes, I have. I've always come. You're now you're crazy. I've always oh, been home an hour and a half later than normal. Yeah. Yes. And then you see receipts in their pocket that, for a bar that you never went to. And they're like, no, we went to that. It's like, no, we didn't. I've never been to that bar. Of course we have. Don't you remember on this day? And then you find other stuff and they're like, no, you never saw that. And then you go to look for it and it's gone. And you know, you pulled it out of there, whatever. You know what I mean? And then your quality of life goes down because you're questioning your very sanity. Exactly. You're questioning your sanity. You're questioning your reality Mm -hmm. and you're questioning your partner. And then everything they say becomes suspect at that point and then you find out two years later you're separated now and you find out two years later that they actually fucking married the woman or man that you suspected that they were screwing around with and you're like fuck okay so i felt like a fucking moron for two years yes exactly because you're a piece of shit and couldn't be honest just about everyone listening and that's the government everyone listening to this podcast right now knows what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. because we've all been through it sometime between the ages of 12 (laughs) and 50 yeah at least once Mm -hmm. so 
that is our relationship with our government. Big time. That's a and great we're way su- to put it. We're supposed to trust and our, our media. government, right? And, and, and the majority of the and, media well, who the, who just do the bidding of the government. Yeah. At this well, point. the media is the best friend of your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed exactly. to be able to yes, trust them, they and they're totally just are. and they're just wingman. Right. You know, where you're like, fuck you, dude. We went to the same schools, and we've been in the same frat. I know. Frat, I know. I really think you're good. I really think you're cool, though. But they but, always you know. have your significant other their interest at heart because they're not on your side. Are you saying we're in an abusive relationship with our government? I think so. And our media? We I, we are. I do think The government right. and wingman media. Well, for how much information is up? <laughs> yeah, wingman media. I love it. It's supposed to be the fourth estate, not the fourth bro in the fucking line of bros, bro. It's got my back. Oh, uh, yeah. Wingman never has your back. We really are. Unless it's your wingman. Right. Right. And, you know, they don't have as much power and money as the government. Right. Although the government doesn't have its own money. It just has our money. It has our money. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, yeah, so that, see, that went off on see? a tangent a little oh, bit. But, but I feel like it connects. I feel like it does. It keeps, now my brain is going and it's still connecting. When, when you have a government and a media that gaslights their people on little things, mm-hmm. we can't trust them on things where they're like, oh, oh, we just didn't, we didn't think you were smart enough to tell you the truth. Sorry. I know there's 330 million of you, many of you well-educated, Yeah. but we thought, you know, you're too stupid to know what we know. <laughs> Right, and they right. do that about a little thing. Right, then they're you know they're yeah. going to do it. About so a big when thing. when people, especially when big media companies come at conspiracy theorists like what a bunch of morons and stuff, it's like yeah, take some accountability. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing of like making fun of the generations that had the helicopter parents that were like, I have a sixth place trophy mm-hmm. now. It's like you gave them the sixth place trophy. Right, the media created the narrative of you can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. The media is not telling the truth. Right. 95% of the time, if you asked Americans if they felt they were being, you know, <laughs> if they could trust the media, <laughs> it's very low. They right. do these polls all the time. It's like right. the same as liking Congress. It's like under Our 10%. Our media has turned into the, the national Enquirer at this point. They're right. just, you know, so how dog-faced boy and fucking weird shit where it's like exactly. you know murder hornets and what it's a lot of distraction <laughs> it's, it's that it, I, I for the non-conspiratorial of us you know i feel like it's attention economy and mm-hmm. they're just competing and it's just low down it's mm-hmm. one of the lowest forms of humanity is what social media is bringing out right and not just people but the companies that are catering to the people mm-hmm. uh you know because we're the product of social media we're not the customers we're the mm-hmm. product yeah and so you know we're all being abused and it's we're all kind of laughing at it because we're not serious creatures we're right. not when you really break it down all these people that are so serious about everything that you know phil schneider was trying to talk about or phil schneider being so serious it's like when you really look at it like phil schneider is just this weird monkey mm-hmm. that has weird proclivities and he yeah. tells his, his nephews bullshit stories and mm-hmm. they're like we don't believe him about 95 percent of things and then the government guy that's investigating Phil or that, that's trying to suppress Phil, he's a dipshit that goes home and jerks off to the weirdest shit you've ever heard of. <laughs> right. And he does it 35 times a day and right. he's a psycho. You know, all these, we're just dumb monkeys. Mm-hmm. And this is what the accumulation of that is. So when I hear these kind of stories, it's fascinating. It's fun. Mm-hmm. The part of it that gets you kind of hooked is that you're like, these fuckers do lie to us mm-hmm. and they do keep things from That's us. The Would they go to I this have. level? Yeah. Why and, not? And, it's military stuff. And as soon as we go to Phil Schneider and say wackadoodle and all these things, mm-hmm. we're siding with not reality necessarily, but the reality and, and the belief systems of this group of super serious, very important mm-hmm. people that have nuclear weapons and they've got all our best intentions and they know all the things about all the stuff because they're right. experts that fuck up constantly, mm-hmm. including the world that we're looking at now with their excellent economic understanding. <laughs> uh, they, 
it, it leads to this, you know, right. so I, I'm a former conspiracy theorist and mm -hmm. so I still have my proclivities, but I'm very reformed. I really am. Mm -hmm. oh, I, know. I do these shows and stuff, but it's like, I still respect the fuck out of people. Cause I've met a ton of brilliant people that are mm -hmm. conspiracy theorists to the bone and they're, I'm not going to make fun of them. I know mm -hmm. they're smart and smarter than me, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not gonna make fun of them because the people that these are the trophies you get mm -hmm. when you give people six place trophies this is what you get where mm -hmm. you're like you're still right it's like oh i am okay be yourself okay well we're over here. <laughs> i don't need to be critical of reality and i don't need to do this but i also don't have a thing a structure of authority that that tells me the truth so here i am lost as a credulous person mm -hmm. but also when i go to look for the non-credulous things they lie to me yes so welcome to being a human on this fucking simulation right, right. where it don't make sense exactly and where you feel injustice constantly so so the lesson is never try <laughs> <laughs> just just give up no. just just uh you know chill no yeah. don't take it don't take anything too seriously it's good to know things but it's best to realize that we're all just we're silly gonna, creatures well, we're that, never gonna really know not if we're consistently lied to no. if we're here long enough the truth the truth always comes out Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, if we were to I live mean, several generations longer than the, than any of us will, we'll get bring, some semblance of what was I going on. I could bring up a, a few things that were uh, ridiculed in history that were proven to be true right. way later, and they were horrific circumstances. Right. I got one thing that I'd like oh. for this. Okay. To a call to action if people are, are so inclined. <clears throat> if you feel like participating on social media, as we continually rail against social media. But, I know. <laughs> uh, of all the people that you've ever listened to in the world, uh, who would you say has figured out this fucking place the best? And this mm. isn't really a question for you because it's one that you want to probably think about. But like, you know, I, I wanted to start a podcast a long time ago, a long time ago, where it's just, it's not me being, it was just called Searching for Wisdom, Seeking Wisdom, mm -hmm. something like that. And it's just a dumb fuck like me uh, with my standard knowledge of the world going out and seeking wisdom from people all around mm -hmm. and just finding out like what do you what do you understand about this what do you right. i don't give a fuck rock star plumber mm -hmm. electrician president you know find out what have you figured out about mm -hmm. the world kind of thing uh now i don't want to do that because i don't want to talk to people that much <laughs> it would be fun to do interviews but i don't want to do that but right but my point of that is like i mean we just we really have no idea what's going on right and so yeah back to this thing again I, well, so we getting, entertain some of the most crazy shit and we right. have no baseline and we're missing all these dots and it's just there, well, you, you can't, can't expect people you to can't be create informed. a baseline you can't create a baseline unless you have all the data mm -hmm. um missing data doesn't create a healthy baseline no so you, you yeah, can't. How can you do the math? You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So we're, so we're, all, we're there's big disservice with government and media right now. Right. And probably always. And who and who whatever jackass is lying about their experiences. Right. The guy that, that lives in his van that's also doing these fucking books for right. twenty people to make a hundred bucks a night. Right. Yeah, that guy's also probably a schmuck. Right. And if he was in government, he'd also be a schmuck in a bigger <laughs> level. We're a lot of schmucks. <laughs> I, I like to I like to at least think, but pretend yeah. uh, that I'm trying my best to be good. Yeah, uh, and I I know that I've met people that are at least pretending and trying their best to be good. Right. Uh, so I'm looking. I'm just cheering for those folk. Yeah, myself included. I'm cheering for me to find more of you folks that I find to be very nice and thoughtful and moral. And uh, at least lying to me, the better than these cunts that are like, I'm moral and great. What are you doing? You're stepping on my face. No, I'm not. I'm no, moral I'm not. and great. You just think that I'm, I'm stepping, stepping on your face. No, you're, you're seriously, there's your boot on my face. No, no it's not. No, it's, no not. it's not. That's not a boot. That's actually a fucking, it's that's kind not, of a form of a slipper. That's actually, not your face. In fact, you're not even here. Yeah. And I'm offended that you call it a boot because really, it's, 
the, the slipper community is very, I don't know. Oh, my I think you God. Guys, Weird. You guys are all feeling crazy, too. Yeah. But I'm also optimistic. I'm always mm-hmm. going to remain optimistic because humans are fucking brilliant when it comes down to oh, like, yeah. coming up with solutions well, to things. Well, we're, we're resilient beings. Right. It's just know? government and and big things, big institutions that want to work with government. Mm-hmm. And then the people that want to support that whole structure of belief systems that are the problem for humanity mm-hmm. generally. So, they're the ones that step on people's ticks when they're like, hey, I found this thing that can feed all of humanity. They're like, oh, <laughs> we all like things that we can't control real good. So no, fuck you. We're going to step on your dick. Lady dick. Who's so. the who's the dipshit in this week's episode? For sure me, I think. Is that? For sure. It's me. not the media? Oh, they always are. Are they government? And government. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they're much bigger dipshits than I can ever you know, hope to be. But I feel like the dipshit generally when I'm speaking, so... It's well, probably me with them, but government sucks. This was a, this is a good example of government. This sucks. was a fun episode to research. It was a fun episode to compile. Thank you for listening to my story. And we're done. Yes. We are over. We're done. Hell yeah. Well, thank you to our trusted triad and to you wife for doing oh, well, all the work that you do. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody that spreads or smears. I always want to say smears, spreads the, spread, it's spreads smearing. the suck. Smear this cat. See, a year away from time sucking. It's, <laughs> it's still, still ingrained. Just, it is. It's ingrained into it's your brain. I wake up sometimes just out of bed in a cold sweat. With Dan, I can smell Dan in the room. I'm like, oh, <laughs> smells like those smoothies, man. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Dan. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone that's always out there. The Godhead and to the garbage disposal. Alan always doing cool shit mm-hmm. uh, with the first mammal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to get him a, a plush doll of the first mammal to go with his first mammal. Yes. And all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks to everyone. PJ and Minnie mm-hmm. doing our, our subreddits and, yep. and Paul at the Fantasmic Oddities Emporium podcast. Check that shit out. Man, our order of elder turds. Mm-hmm. We've got a whole bunch of certificates going out to you guys. Another batch. For- yeah, Lucifina and uh, Bodhi. Manning the uh, the shitbox crafters for those that's creators right. in our group. Yep, and we got Jose Montez. He's the head of the Jargoneers yep, Facebook that's group. Right. So boy, this community is growing, and it, boy, the people that are taking charge of it are really wonderful. Folk. Amazing, amazing folks. Yeah, I wish I had more time to get to know each one of you better. And yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure something out. Where I'm we just going to stop sleeping. Do something. <laughs> I'm going to stop sleeping. Yeah, that's, it's that it's getting like, in the way of my That sounds like a fantastic productivity. Idea. I feel like, isn't that the most fucking weird thing to it's, be? It's Hustle weird. culture, let's just not sleep. Well, I, Burn body. I think sleep is weird. It is Personally. Weird. I mean, at Very some, vulnerable we are. At, at, exactly. At one point every day, we just basically lose consciousness mm-hmm. and like become this vulnerable, jiggling ball of jello. That's tripping out on DMT yeah, the whole time. Yeah, and like twitching and shit and some of us wet the bed you know (laughs) and it's just snoring making weird farting making weird noises and we're at our most vulnerable because we are not aware at all of our surroundings right anything can sneak up on us bugs kill us when we're sleeping our consciousness has fucking left the building Mm -hmm. and we're off in another world where our body is just laying there twitching Mm -hmm. for like eight hours every day and we're next to somebody else doing that also doing the same thing just twitching and and they're off in their own world (laughs) sleep is weird it is super weird <laughs> we're the weirdest things we really are and we're like but uh, the funniest part of all of this is that 
people are so confident that they have something figured out. I know. Because I, whenever I see somebody, there's exude confidence, which is what the government people do. Like, that's their job. Okay, so but my brain didn't just, go to government. My brain went to the FLDS mm, because oh, I was yeah. doing some research on that today. Oh, man. Religious and people have a. I know, but it was the FLDS, too, that I looked into. Oh, um, and it was a very. You'd have to be very confident to be that group. Yeah. My God. And so I'm like FLDS in one hand, jiggling ball of goo, sleeping in another world in the other hand. And it just makes me laugh. I know. Because they're so fucking sure. For sure. I, that's one of the other funny things. We should end this here quick. Yeah, we really just need rambling to. rambling and tangent central. But it is funny how a lot of the people that condemn the weird beliefs of, mm -hmm. say, conspiracy theorists, which mm -hmm. good for you. I mean, be skeptical of all the things. Right, right. Keep your brain in amongst, you know, use first principles Yeah, but in life. be skeptical, but, period. But I listen to these Don't folks. be skeptical except for. Right. But then you listen to people and then they're like, yeah, but I got this invisible guy. That, right. That that's takes, what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand it. Sorry. I, it, I stepped it, all over your no, point. No, but it just gets to human beings where it's like, no, if you step out really far and yeah. just look at it, it's like all human beings are irrational and credulous. We have belief systems that create our reactionary mm -hmm. programming. Like we react to things. That's basically what we do. Right. And we all have these proclivities where we're tribal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it could be your family that you're tribal to or mm -hmm. your tribe. It just means that you're <clears> going to find a little group to attach on, attach to. Right. And because of the way we live in, that could be a fucking left-handed horse grooming group. You know, that's your <laughs> tribe now, which makes for a strange world, but maybe a better world. I don't know. Right. But where did you get that? I don't did know. You just I pulled just, that out of your ass. I pulled it out of my oh, butt. Awesome. But we just we all have these fundamental things that we do, <clears> and they're ridiculous because mm -hmm. the things that like if you look at it, the wisest accumulation of knowledge mm -hmm. and then you look at what we are mm -hmm. it's like wow we're just doing the opposite like we care about celebrity and we care about vain things and we care about youth over wisdom and we care about mm -hmm. all these things that are like the opposite of what the wise masters of all humanity right. are like hey you guys <clears throat> life isn't this thing this superficial thing you can really get a lot of and we're like nah no <laughs> that's lame <laughs> get out of here with that shit i don't care right. about your face and we want to do this dumb thing that, that hurts us because it's our thing. Yeah. And I get it. Okay. Yeah. We're just so weird. We're very weird creatures. So my and point, my point you know, is thank you for listening, you weird, weird creatures. <laughs> we love all of you re weird creatures. Yeah. And thank you for uh, forgiving for, us for thanks our... Thanks for entertaining my weirdness. Weird creatureness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As now always, I'm going to go lay down and... and quiver in a ball of goo and <laughs> my consciousness is going to escape to another reality while i fart and snore and you know sleep right <laughs> as always info at scatcast.com let me know how the farting and sleeping uh, of your day goes but let us know who who's the wisest person in the world in the history of the world to you yeah to I, you yeah. i'd love to know that i know me that's too. kind of off the beaten path of what this subject was but you know we're just having fun talking in a podcast we, i would we have yes, your ear. I'd, I'd love to expand my uh my perceptions same absolutely yeah who's the wisest person yeah. you've ever heard of and you don't have to put it publicly if you want no. to send it to us send info it. at skycast.com mm -hmm. they all get read they yes. rarely get answered by me i'm sorry for that i do my best too but damn yeah i we've made a schedule that's ridiculously unsustainable but we're gonna keep going <laughs> we've made a big full plate i'm gonna chew 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 but and one day i'm gonna talk to all of you again i'm gonna meet you all shake all your damn hands we're still at that point but yep. uh yeah so as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye.
shit files. Bing, Bing bong. Bing bong. Bloops.